0: Welcome to the Project Zion podcast. This podcast explores the unique spiritual and theological gifts Community of Christ offers for today's world.
1: Welcome to Coffee in the Swarm, a Project Zion podcast production coming to you from the Lamoni, Iowa campus of Grayson University. The Swarm is our on-campus restaurant in the Newcomb Student Union. This year is being co-hosted by student chaplain Julie Wheaton, me, and Mike Hoffman, campus minister. Hi there. It's where we interview students at Graceland who are connected to Community of Christ.
0: Julie, how are you today?
1: I'm good. I'm uh, really good.
0: What can you tell us about our guest today?
1: This is Adric Williams. Hello. Adric is on Sheville now. He is a freshman, and he does a whole bunch of things here, yeah. don't you, Adric?
0: Oh, yeah. So that's part of, I think, why we decided to have Adric with us. Adric actually works on the Campus Ministries team, but so we're going to ask you a few things about yourself. So Julie said you're a freshman, so I know a little bit about your major. So how would you describe your major that you're pursuing? My hobby for a long time has been composing music. So
2: here at Graceland, I am majoring in what's called interdisciplinary studies with a concentration in composition. Which is the music staff and I basically assembled my own major, basically where we could pick all the classes that would suit and put them all in, and it was like a build your own major.
0: Yeah, which is- well, that's what that's sort of what the interdisciplinary major is. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Oh, very cool. Where are you from originally? So I am from Chandler, Arizona. Shout out
2: to all my Arizona homies. I was born in Arizona. When I was like three, I moved to Oregon to Bend. For a couple of years. I was there for like five years and moved back to Arizona when I was like eight. But so I'm basically an Arizona boy with a little touch of organ.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, what was it like for you in the church? Let's just say in Arizona. I mean, what was it like in that area?
2: The church in Arizona is very, very welcoming. It's very casual. It, anybody can show up and be themselves and express themselves. We've had whole loads of people at my congregation. It's very accepting. There's like a very wide range of ages in our congregation. We have a lot of older folks and also a lot of younger little children who are just absolute delights who, uh, before I moved to Graceland, I would play with after church and play tag and (laughs) overdo myself and make myself sore for the next week. (laughs) It's a very, very, very loving congregation.
0: And you're talking about which Congress? This
2: is uh, Chandler Congress. Chandler, Chandler. yeah. yeah. Which, went- by the way, has a really cool new building with some really good audio visuals. Shout out to my dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you went to camp at Whispering Pines. I did. Okay. Yeah. Pretty cool.
1: Yeah, cool. Um. So I know that you mentioned you're into composing music and things. And so with that, was there like people um uh, at the music faculty that reached out to you to come to Grayson, or why did you choose to come here?
2: So. Um, first of all, I'm a fourth generation student. My family's been here for a long time. Fourth generation on my dad's side, third generation on my mom's side. So my parents have always talked really highly of Graceland my whole life growing up. It was basically just my dream college and <laughs> my whole time growing up. I was like, man, I want to go to Graceland. And I heard all these amazing things. I'm like so excited. I was like, oh, I want to, I want to be on Cheville and do all this crazy <laughs> <Yeah>. crap. <laughs>
0: Anything else that brought you to Greston?
2: It was mainly that. And it also helps that there wasn't really any universities back in Arizona that like, particularly appealed to me. Okay. Yeah. I didn't feel like going to ASU and being one of millions of students. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So did you go to SPAC too? I did. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. I was at Spec my freshman year and my senior year uh, with COVID splitting up my Spec experience. But uh, my first year, freshman year. The morning of the flight, I woke up at like two in the morning with a foot infection. My foot was completely swollen at one hundred and four degree fever. So I missed my flight. Went to the ER, had a bunch of tubes in me, but we were able to like move around the tickets where I was able to go later. But I was stuck in crutches oh, the no. whole time, which stop
0: <laughs> the whole time you were in fact. yeah.
2: Eventually, got to the point where I am like. I'm sick of this. My foot is fine. I can kind of hobble. On um, the second to last night, there was this, it was called a silent disco where it's like this big rig <laughs> party thing where everybody's wearing headphones. And there's a photo of me circling the internet somewhere where I'm just like dancing. I'm holding my crutches in the air, just like, yeah. <laughs>
0: gosh. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I know, you know, you were on Stuart Manor for a little while, like a semester. Um, how has the house system and like being a part of jazz band stuff like that like how is being a part of that stuff helped or encouraged your graceland experience yeah
2: i'll definitely say it definitely pushed me to grow as a person and stretch who i am i guess because i came here not knowing anybody except for one person from my congregation
0: hi angel we, um, we hope she's listening
2: so i came from like in arizona The bands have this very, in my experience there, like bands have always had, everyone in band has been like really chaotic, very not really caring about what other people think and very out there. And that's kind of like the social environment I kind of grew up in. When I got to Graceland, it wasn't exactly that. It was (laughs) less flamboyant, I guess. And that was kind of a shock to me. And it really took me a while to get settled in and find who my friends were, and just like figure out how to act, who to be in these environments. There was a period of time where I just kind of just became really quiet, but I've kind of come out of that. And now I'm just like slowly being myself more and more, and just easing into it. Okay. Yeah. And it's definitely helped me with learning about starting over, making friends and all of that sort. <laughs> so it's not uncommon to switch houses,
0: but why Chevelle?
2: So I had heard a lot about Chaville. Actually, it's funny enough, both of my uncles were named Scott. Their birthdays are one day apart. They're both scientists. Both of their middle names are Ellen. A bunch of crazy coincidences. And they were also, I believe they were both on Cheville. I know one of them was for sure, Scott Miller. I'd heard a lot of stories about Cheville and stuff growing up. And I was like, this sounds like definitely the house that I feel like I'd fit the best in. But when I was filling out the paperwork, I was like, you know... I really don't know a lot about the houses. Maybe there's one I'd be a better fit in. So I kind of left it blank and was just kind of like, throw me in wherever you think best fit. (laughs) They put me in Stewart Manor, which is where my dad was. And I didn't really have the best experience in Stewart Manor. It wasn't bad. It was just a very different social environment and lots of football players. And I'm a band nerd. And (laughs) (laughs) I may have been going to like every football game in high school for the past
0: five years. But (laughs) I um, <laughs> really ask the sorting hat to put you into Sheville then. Yeah, basically. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, I, I'm making a reference here to, you know, the <laughs> Harry Potter, but housing system selection process is interesting because, you know, it includes everyone. Well, good. So you think you're going to like Sheville? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. I came to one of their house meetings last year to kind of see how it was. And everywhere, look like, it's just this crazy, this is, this is the most band kid energy I've seen since ah, I got to okay. Lamoni. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, I want to go here.
0: <laughs> how would you describe your church experience while you've been at Graceland so mm. far? Which I know you really have only one semester under your belt. Yeah. And we're still coming out of COVID a little bit anyway. So, but how would you describe that? I mean, So my history in the
2: church, for most of the time in there, I never really paid a lot of attention. I'd never really participated a lot. I'd always go, but I wasn't really getting much out of it. And then like shortly after I graduated high school, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I've been in here my whole life and like, what have I gotten out of it? So like, I, I've been working on finding, discovering more things about the church and like really exploring the church. I went to a bunch of camps over the summer. And when I came to Graceland, I was welcomed with open arms by the campus ministries team. That's really the first place where I really felt welcome and really felt like myself. I've been talking to Mike a lot about different things and participating with lots of stuff, talking about different things going on, learning more about the church, learning more about what I want to do in the church. And it's it's been very beneficial for me.
1: Yeah. 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 So I know that you mentioned that your major right now is music composition, right? Yeah. Which is so cool, by the way. Oh, so cool. thank you. <laughs> I mean, so I'm just wondering, what do you plan on, like, doing with that as your career?
2: Yeah. So ideally, in my fantasy world, well, well, so Shakespeare, he got paid by the queen to write whatever he wanted. That would be a really nice gig, but that's <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> I don't want to live on the streets or in my parents' basement. So there's a couple different branches I could go in. There's, of course, film scoring with people like John Williams. <laughs> And I'm I'm blanking on his name, dang it. (laughs) Um, The guy who wrote Interstellar. (laughs) There's writing soundtracks for video games, which I'm personally very interested in. And then there's also scoring music for just based off commission, writing pieces for different ensembles to play for like different events. And preferably I'd like to go into either the soundtrack writing for games or the composing for commissions. That's all of my biggest influences as a composer has come from composers who do write for commissions like John Mackey, Eric Whitaker, Uh if any of y'all recognize those names, those are like my top two composers. (laughs) And that's what they do. And it's, I think it's the coolest thing. And I would love to do that. I've also been inspired by a composer slash game developer named Toby Fox, who wrote and programmed and designed a couple games with really phenomenal soundtracks. Very different from what I write, but I love the idea of filling up a world with my own music and being the one to create all the different themes and motifs that represent different characters and getting to play with them to illustrate different things going on in the story. Mm -hmm. It's always been the coolest thing to me. So those are the main two paths that I would hope to find success in. Yeah.
0: So while you're at Graceland, we've sort of, taken advantage of your skills and desires and where you want to go. You and I have talked about this. You're working on some music for an intro to Coffee in the Swarm, right? I am. Yeah. So give us a little uh, intro to that. What's it got in it? So the intro for the Swarm? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: So I started that this morning, actually. So I took a lot of inspiration from the feel and like emotion from Probably my favorite hymn for everyone born, mm-hmm. which I wasn't able to use, but one of my favorite tunes. And when you listen to it, you might notice some inspirations from it. But I also wanted to write a balance where if you listen to it, it's really interesting and engaging, but it, it won't distract you from what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, So I use slower chords, um, basically. So it just takes less attention to listen to it, mm-hmm. basically. So it'll work in the background. I referenced... um.
0: The spirit of God, like yes. the fire is burning. Yes. Right, 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 right. I use
2: that hymn. So yeah. the idea is it's at this point in the intro song, it's going to be in the background, soft, something quiet. And you hear this hymn play majestically in the background by yeah. trombones, French horn and trumpet and going at <laughs> half the tempo. <laughs> and I wrote it. So I wanted it to feel like it's soaring. Oh, okay. I put it over this chord progression I used earlier in the intro if anybody knows how that is, where basically it took material that I had earlier in the intro and I put this melody over it, mm-hmm. had it kind of soaring above with percussion going in the background, creating this soundscape with these different rhythms that don't entirely match up. It's a really cool technique that I love it when pulled off right. I also referenced Grayson University's alma mater in there yeah. with an instrument called the Celeste. What is that? It's similar to xylophone or glockenspiel. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's basically if you combine those two.
0: Okay.
2: So the main inspirations for this intro was For Everyone Born, it was Grace and Alma Mater and the Spirit of God Like a Fire is Burning.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's super cool.
2: It is. what great
1: you hear it. about the process. Yeah. So I know that you had mentioned that you go to Chandler Congregation in Arizona. So speaking of Community of Christ, what do you want to see come from Community of Christ? What do you want the future to look like?
2: Ooh, I've been putting some thought into this one. I've been thinking about my congregation and the biggest weakness in my specific congregation is that there's... You have a, a lot of adults. You have a lot of like really young kids, but there's not really anybody in between. There's basically me. There's my friend Angel who also goes here. And, and then that's about it. So, so, more,
0: so more young adults. Yes. Okay. I, so
2: what I want to do is I want to bring in more young adults and I want to give people a reason to come every week. And I had this crazy idea. I don't know if this is going to work out. When I graduate from Grayson, move back home, I'm hoping to start experimenting with some of these ideas but I had this this just crazy bonkers idea where what if the church was just on like every Sunday was just open all day and you could come in at any time and there's couches everywhere and there's like pool tables and cards and there's a TV and basically make it like instead of a church, make it a community center where people would come whenever they're free and spend some time there make friends, talk to new people, really have a community. And then maybe on Friday or Saturday nights, have a weekly game night or something of the sort that brings people in. There's like something to break the ice between new people coming in. And something I've always wanted to do at my congregation is to do a community arts display where you invite youth from like all over the neighborhood to create whatever art they like doing, whether it's making a sculpture, um, making a painting or a drawing or making something cool out of Legos. So,
0: do, you, do you have a background in art?
2: I am a very creative man. Uh, okay. My creativity is mostly in <laughs> music writing. I, Every now and then, I'll sit down and do a little bit of visual art. And okay. it's not the work. It's just like all of a sudden, this art idea, which I think yeah. is really cool. Absolutely cool. Because yeah. so. my thought behind this is when I was a freshman in high school, I was writing all this music. And I was so excited about it. I loved it. And there wasn't really anywhere to take it. And I'm like envisioning what if once every like six months or something, the whole community came together and everybody showed off all this art they did. And we could have a little open mic recital where anybody who writes music can sing their songs or play something on piano or violin or whatever their instrument is. And anybody can express themselves in any way they want. Yeah. And I think that would be a great way to bring the community together. Yeah. Everybody would have this common interest in creating things. Yeah. And then you know what? Maybe there's a bunch of musicians here. And maybe we want to make a cool little
0: at-home
2: afterglow band, you know? Uh, so for those of you that are
0: listening and may not be familiar, Afterglow is our Wednesday night worship, which is now our primary worship on campus now. And it is led by a student band that Julie participates in. And have you been involved? Not yet. I okay. plan to. <laughs> okay. cool. yeah. And it's got, I don't know, six or eight people and it rotates and singers. And your idea is to have Afterglow back in your home congregation yeah. and sort of like that. Right? Yes,
2: yeah, something of the sort. Yeah. Um, and like, it doesn't really have to be that. It could just be a little community band yeah, but, that maybe every now and then could come in and play at our church services. And then, kind of bring that new voice into it, and yeah. that would also bring in other younger folks. Yeah, you know, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> which is the whole purpose of where you went. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and one, that's so a cherry on top of this crazy idea, would to be to have an espresso machine and teach all the pastors how to make espresso, <laughs> and somebody could come in, and then there would always be like, there's always two pastors or priests there at a time. And they could like show you around, kind of introduce you to anybody who's there, show you where everything is, and then make you a nice cup of coffee. Yeah. And then you can maybe do some homework or you can just sit and talk on the couch. Yeah. Do you know whatever. Cool. <laughs> Very cool.
1: Yeah. These are really cool ideas, by the way. It's super cool. Oh, well, thank you. Um, so if you could sit down with president of community of press, what do you think you would say to them?
2: Oh, that's a good question. If I sat down with him, I would tell him that. I want that we should reimagine what church is and expand on the ideas. Because part of where the idea came from was when I was a kid, the church service would end. I'd be like, mom, dad, let's go. I don't want to be here. There's nothing to do. Well, they're all talking and socializing with all their friends. And if we made every church a place where people would want to be, where kids would want to be, where young adults would want to be, and older adults, <laughs> then that would bring people in, you know? I want to reimagine our churches and congregations as somewhere that you don't want to leave after church ends. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That is a good point. Yeah. But
0: not just older people. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. So is there anything else you'd like to share with us today about Graceland, about the church, about you and your future?
2: I mean, if anybody's looking to <laughs> commission some music, <laughs> you can email me at adric.j.williams at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, no, but no, uh, we've already, you and I have talked about uh, maybe working on a piece for Baccalaureate at the, yeah. end of the year or something. So, oh. yeah, so, well, it makes sense to me. Like you come to Graceland, any student comes to Graceland, and we need to try to match up what you want to do with learning about it here, you know? Yeah. And so we appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you guys yeah. for inviting me. So that wraps things up for this episode of Coffee in the Swarm. Thanks for listening. This is Julie and Mike signing off until next time. Thank you. And have a bright future. Thanks for listening to Project Zion Podcast. Project Zion Podcast is a ministry of Community of Christ. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are of those speaking and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Community of Christ. The music has been graciously provided by Dave Hines.